And we're not as immediately furious, furious, right? Because she's an angry woman. Not in a way that like all women are angry. That's not what I meant. We know Renata is an angry woman. And if you listen to our okay. episode, you're going to get us understand. canceled. You're going to get us canceled. All right. <laughs> and this is. <laughs> all right. Shut up. Shut up. Cut the tape. Cut the tape. Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 75. I'm your host, Ryan, here with the other host, Hetch. And have we got a very special episode for all of you people out there. I'm very excited for it. Yeah, I know I told, we, we, we told you guys, you know, uh, the next Yordle episode. We're, we're going to cut in a bit here, shake it up a bit with some stories. Um, just to, you know, palate cleanser, it's been... <laughs> A couple yordles in a row, and we know that people like Hatch just can't, can't take so much this, at once. Yeah, this episode is actually part of my contract for me to stay. <laughs> <laughs> it was about to be a solo cast for the next yordle. Oh, <laughs> uh, but one thing that remains the same always is housekeeping up top. You guys can listen to us everywhere uh, and anywhere. Uh, visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info and then follow us on any platform you prefer or all the platforms. We appreciate it. It gives us visibility, gets the word out. So thank you. And then you can send an email to podcastcore at gmail.com. Leave a like, follow, short review, comment, whatever. Uh, but the easiest way is word of mouth where you can tell one friend to compete in the free market by listening to the casuals of Runeterra podcast and yes that's sarcasm uh, for what we're talking about today well yeah because we're going full capitalist today we're, <laughs> we're back <laughs> we're, we're back yeah and no one no one is as more pro-capitalist in the world of room terra than renata glask <laughs> yeah right on time is the story we're doing today which is one of the newer stories um that came out not too long after she did uh, but then we were well on our way to do other things, so we came back around uh, because this gives some more uh, some more details into her original plans yeah. uh, that were and, left off in her bio. So obviously, go listen to that episode. It's going to yeah, help. And, and if you've been listening to our show for a while, you know that we're just suckers for lore. And we this isn't our first time that we've gone over a, one of the short stories, but we're excited to get back to them. We we just couldn't wait. Like we we wanted to dive into these stories and really just get into the nitty-gritty behind all these champions that we are that we know and love or are coming to love like Renata. So, yeah. So let's do it. Right on time. And I read I, I immediately have some over analysis <laughs> oh, no. of this title. No. So when I saw the title right right on time, we know that uh, Renata is all about you know market and trying to dominate the market with her products, and there is a uh, I thought it was a reference to just in time, which is a delivery process in supply chains, which is a strategy in which company or uh, production supply chain like production in the supply chains try to get products right when the customers need it, the moment they need it. It's kind of the reason we're currently in the economic situation we're in now. It's not a good strategy, but it does fit very well with this story, uh, both on a literal and a 
relative standpoint. To, to give a little background for our listeners here, I, I've worked a few years in the logistics field. Yep. So why are you trying to bring up all of this post-traumatic stuff <laughs> that I've dealt with, Ryan? We, we agreed to do this show for fun, and here you are just attacking me. Constantly. Attacking me. I, I'm just like, I, like my, my screen is no longer your face. It is now just <laughs> an old, outdated software from like the 80s with a blinking red of JIT all over <laughs> this senseless text and numbers. And I'm just like, oh, great. I, I, now I've got to call Amazon and give them the bad news. If I couldn't hurt you with the ordles, I had to find another way. You know I'm a sick fuck. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I'm not safe here. I thought this was a safe space. <laughs> All right. So the way the story is broken up isn't in time frames. It's basically like a three-hour time frame uh, during this gala and this presentation. And we're following Renata and her conversation with a couple of her uh employees, if you want to call them that, uh, up to the point of the end of the story. So we start off at 6.17 in the afternoon. Uh, we get a mention of Renata angrily walking across her lavish house to open a specifically secure, like specially secure uh, door. They talk about I, one of a kind. Yeah, I, I do like the breakdown of like this door too, because yeah. it's describing like all this like strange things that she has to do to just unlock it I like mechanical fingers of her left hand unfurl she reaches for a latch twisting and snapping like what what kind of lock is this <laughs> uh so i i I, I like how they are just kind of just reminding us even in this story that's kind of, you know, at this point mundane. It's like, oh, remember, Piltover is on. <laughs> yeah. There's Hextech, Chemtech. It's all crazy here. <laughs> Dude, in one paragraph, not even a paragraph, it's essentially a, a, a long sentence. They're able to remind you that she has an attitude, she's wealthy, and she's in a very d dangerous business. Like, very quickly. That's a sign of good writing, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but she does go into this very secure room and it is already occupied, mm -hmm. um, occupied by a woman named Maeve. Yeah. And we don't really know much about her as far as in this introduction, but they immediately start uh, the, this is Renata's purpose in coming here is to talk with Maeve and it's about a, debuting a decanter for the Vasella Novelty Gala, mm -hmm. which um, as far as just we can assume that it is very similar to like the uh, from the episode of Arcane with Progress Day, where Jace and Victor are getting ready for their presentation. We can imagine that this is kind of similar to that, except instead of it being a whole citywide debut it's going to be a debut for just very rich people people like renata yeah it's an expo right and she has a position in that expo against what she sees as competition so one thing that kind of stood out about mave specifically you know we get the notes that she's a short woman but she has prosthetic eyes and her goggles are filled with gel right which that gives you the sense of you know once again we're in zon right and we're in a very shady business when you're dealing with Renata. 
So that description immediately kind of puts you off, right? Of like, if this is one of her top people, you know something weird is going on. And the thing that's weird is standard competition. So <laughs> she comes to tell uh, Renata that, hey, there's a competitor that not only is creating a product that filters the air, but it also purifies it. And that's only the you know note she knows at this moment. And Renata's immediately furious, furious, right? Because she's an angry woman. Not in a way that like all women are angry. That's not what I meant. We know Renata is an angry woman. And if you listen to our okay. episode, you're going to get us understand. canceled. You're going to get us canceled, right? <laughs> and this is... <laughs> all right. Shut up. Shut up. Cut the tape. Cut the tape. <laughs> uh, but no, no. Like she's... Uh, Renata is a very fierce competitor. We know this from uh, her bio, uh, which we have an episode uh, that covers Renata's bio. And just what we know from her beginnings is that she has, she's gifted, like almost at a genius level, gifted when it comes to business and finances. And it was her parents that headed up all of the medical side of the family business, but her parents were very good hearted people. It did that did not rub off on Renata. She is not a good hearted person. So when her parents died, she took their research and flipped it to make a profit. Like she learned how to make a profit on the health of Zonites. So this idea of an air purifier is Clearly in direct competition with Renata's business because she does make uh, face masks and she hands them out to like the poorer people of Zon, but she sells them to all the other Kim Barons and all the other Kim Barons and big businesses that are in very heavily affected areas of Zon when it comes to these chemicals. And Part of that is that she's selling them to all of these really big corporations, so it's a lot of money coming in. But though all of her masks need replacement, they are not permanent uses. So anything that purifies the air is something that doesn't need replacing, which is like, wait, hang on a second. No, that's my market. Yes. That's my market. We got to nip this in the bud right now. Yeah. Think of in the real world oil companies. That's pretty much the easiest comparison when you look at oil companies and the shift to renewables, right? She wants to get in the way of this because it affects her business. Yeah. Uh, We stand with Ukraine. (laughs) We do. We definitely do. It's too soon. We're going to get shot, man. Why? why? (laughs) Ten minutes in and we're already canceled twice. You're pissing off the women because it's like, oh, she's not angry because she's a woman. And then now... (laughs) Now you're calling out like every oil baron from Russia on us. Like, come on, man. We I wanted to talk about a fantasy story, and then you're gonna try to get me killed. So Maeve isn't deterred. Like she doesn't care about you know Renata getting angry because it's not her responsibility, right? So the wrath will come down on her. But she does ask her who is in charge of this production, and Maeve says it's Baron Middenstoke who's manufacturing it, but she doesn't know the location of where that's that's at. So Renata has this presentation slot, which is around nine o'clock when she gets to the gala and she needs to figure out what the hell is going on. So she decides that she will miss the early portions of the gala to ensure that she can get control of things to make sure that things turn out exactly how she planned because she's a planner. And this takes us to then 656 
uh, later in the evening. Yep, and it opens up not with Renata. We're actually going to be following a man by the name of uh, Basile. Mm -hmm. Um, And... But Basile is groveling at the feet of Renata. Cha, so, cha, Basile, Basile, cha, Basile, cha, cha. Twins, Basil, twins. <laughs> We're having fun with this name. Um, but so, so Renata is, uh, like Renata is choking, basically, kind of like just bullying, like mafia style, this yeah. Basile character, and. What we know is that he owes Renata money. And as far as once we, before we really get into the conversation, we, uh, Renata gives us a bit of a background on Basile in her own thoughts, which is that he had taken a loan from Renata for a replacement leg for his wife mm-hmm. after an accident in a shop. And Renata is, gave him the money. And also got him a well-paying job at a factory. We can assume this is at one of the factories that either she has partnered with um, someone or bought them out like through her mask business or one of her own factories manufacturing these masks at this point. And what we also know is that they have been in touch ever since. And so she's aware that his wife has passed away at this point. And that that is what takes us into this conversation. So we'll, like her own thoughts here is like, oh, no, I've got all the leverage in the world on this guy. It's like t- taking a crowbar to move a rock that only weighs about five ounces. Like yeah. that, That's the level of leverage that she has on the seal <laughs> before we get into this conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's all according to plan, and you can kind of tell it in her tone here. And I'm just we're just going to read the dialogue um, before moving to the next section. So she says, uh, do you think, she asks finally, that I need that money, that I would even miss it? And he says, I, I'm not interested in the money, dear Basile. Keep it. And his eyes kind of fill with tear and gratitude. He says, thank you, Miss Glask. And she's like, no, she's not the thankful type, but. (laughs) We're not done. (laughs) But there is something I need from you, something that's more important than money, obviously. And he says, anything. You're still working for Middenstoke, yeah? And he's like, fuck. (laughs) And you got a nice little promotion last month, right? And his face is like, okay, this is, I know, he knows exactly what's going to happen here. Because when you're, when you get loans from essentially the mafia, you know what you're in for when these type of situations come up. Yeah. And we, we know from like following the story from like Zeri, um, one of the newer heroes that came out about the same time as Renata. Um, we, we know from these stories that like Kim Barron's are the mafia. Yeah. Uh, we also know from Arcane, from seeing the meeting of um, Silco with the other Kim Barons. It's like they, Kim Barons are the mafia. Like these are not guys that you want to get in between. And it's hammered home by Basile's reaction to uh, Renata's questioning, which is, I can get you the money in four days, Miss Glask. Like, okay, it's like, yeah, no, keep the money. I don't need it. Thank you so much. But you work for Middenstoke, right? I'll get that money back to you. Like, <laughs> that that is the pacing here. I'm just like, oh no 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 no. I'm not no. I'm not dying for this. 
Yeah, and now she's like, she knows she's making him sweat. She knows the position she has to be in. And she's like, no, you'll get me the information I need. And you'll get it to me within the hour. Because for her, the number one thing is this presentation. His life doesn't matter. His wife doesn't matter. His, his like, putting him in danger doesn't matter. She has a goal and Renata sticks to her goals. And this takes us to 823. And at 8.23, we transition to another one of Renata's researchers. Um, so instead of working with Maeve, we are now working with Eladat. And mm. Eladat uh, is, it, it is a cool name, isn't yeah. it? Uh, I'm going to name my firstborn Eladat. Thank you, Riot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but well, like Eladat, we've got in a lab. And as far as in this lab, it is, you know, Spelling out all the different vials, burners, like wires, all these tools. And Renata is here and is watching Eladat work. And that is the setup that we've got here. The only thing that we know about Eladat is that uh, Eladat has, is very gifted, uh, very smart, and Eladat has been working with Renata since the age of 12. Uh, we don't know Eladat's current age, but we know that El Eladat's been here a long time. That's what was being spelled out for us. And El and then we, when Eladat begins to speak, we know that Eladat is working with one of the masks that Middenstoke is producing because the first line that she says is these are unbelievable no filter system no place for the toxins in the air to go they just destroy the toxins eliminate them completely this is no so, good this is well, not what she wants and that's yeah what she this is this is not what we're not once but hey basile did it <laughs> Basile got Basile got the information that Renata wanted. Exactly. Please be alive, poor buddy. We, we never hear from him again. So <laughs> she says, so you understand how this works. Would you be able to replicate replicate the results in a similar product? And she's like, without question, we know she's a genius and she's excited to do this. And she says, is this my next project? It is. But Make some part of it necessary to replace. Filters are a great way to keep money rolling in. Find our version of that for a purifier. And I, this goes straight back to Renata's bio. Like, again, it is... Well, Renata is here to make a profit. This is what Renata's brain is geared towards. This is what her genius level intellect is for, is for how to make money. And she is not like her parents. Her parents would be the ones making the air purifier and then handing them out for free with no need for replacements yeah. or anything like that. Uh, but no, it's the light bulb all over again. Who cares about a light bulb that can last for 15 years? Let's change them every month. And that brings us back to the real world, which is scary. And I want to reference uh, Hewlett Packard and John Deere, because these are two cases within our age, our time frame that are, are well known, which is HP uh, was known for dominating the printer industry uh, during the 90s, early 2000s. And they were found to purposely introduce extra gears and extra pieces into their printers so that they would be faulty um, 
significant more amount of the time. It gave it more parts to break. At simple engineering, the more parts you have, the more risk you have of breaking. And they knew this. It also made it difficult for the competitors to um, copy or clone their designs. Most recently, John Deere, um, within you know the 2020, um, is currently being involved in both a self repair situation and also being caught red handed with their devices. Everybody knows who John Deere is. They make, you know, tractors, et cetera. And they would also design their things to be required to only be fixed by them. And they would introduce different designs and make it more complicated than needed for the same purpose. So this is a very real world um, application of this to this story, which Riot does very well um, throughout the era. Yeah, like it, it go back to our Renata episode because there's a lot of different parallels to the real world as far as just like just corporate espionage. Like it's not even like well, this story yeah, is true corporate it. espionage, but like the these corporate interactions and the way that corporations interact with each other, both on the surface and below the surface. Uh like they there's a lot of parallels with Renata's stories, and the short story is not different. Like, there's a lot of parallels here as well. Um, but that now we know that Renata has got her hands on Midden Stokes technology, and then the we get to a point where it turns out that Maeve is also here. So Maeve has been creeping in on this conversation with her floating iron eyes banging up against her goggles uh and the with that it's like hey so Renata's looking at Maeve now that she's got Eladat working on this technology and it's like what well, what about the factory are we sure about the factory and Maeve nods my scouts confirmed it just beneath Middenstoke's dance hall in the promenade just as Basil said so Basile did it again. Okay, great. That's too that's too good for Basile. <laughs> two for two. Baby. I want to believe that the poor bastard made it. Okay, <laughs> um, and then it, like so, Maeve confirms that we know where the factory's at, and Renata replies with excellent twenty two thirty or ten thirty p.m. Then that should give us both plenty of time. Maeve turns to leave, but Renata stops her and glances at the divisor. Eladat, the decanter show ready, yes? So now we know that there's something going down at 1030. We yeah. don't know what it is. Um, and if you haven't read the story, you know, obviously we're going to tell you once we get to that point. But if you go and click on the short story, I'm pretty sure the cover photo is a bit of a spoiler. <laughs> it tends to happen. But we know that it's going down at 1030. And now we know that Eladad is the one that made the decanter, which is going to be the big reveal at this gala. Um, and we know we finally get details about this decanter. So mm -hmm. it is a prototype. It's a weapon. And um, it is described as a mechanized wonder attuned only to the gestures of Renata's left hand. Um, so... As far as like a weapon, like for any one of the characters that are based out of Zaun to be making a weapon, with like the exception of Echo, maybe, maybe anyone making a weapon, okay, this thing's terrifying. Yeah, uh, so like that's that's really all that we need to know. But I don't, I really don't get like, it's, why is this going to be what you show off at a gala if it's only used by your left hand? It's like okay, so. 
Well, how do we replicate your left hand then? Is that something that you want to be replicated to be sold, Renata? Like, I don't get this. this no, you're this asking is the- all the questions she wants the investors to ask because it creates more um, speculation. Listen, the market speculation, baby, that's what it's all about. So this oh fits perfe- perfectly, like exactly according to the script. I hate capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, as Hetch mentioned, this is in Zon. So, or this, they're in Piltover. But okay, anyways, so if somebody's designing something in Zon, it's going to be gold, it's going to be shiny, and it's going to be filled with liquid. And that's exactly what this decanter is. Yep. Yep. And and again, with the liquid that's filled with, I would like to point everyone to just go watch Arcane. And every time you see purple liquid, tell me if it ends well. <laughs> spoilers it does not yeah so she gets to the canter then we have some discussion between her um and eladat and she says uh make things easy for yourself for she says as she tosses to mave uh mave nods and then she says um renata the divisor looks at the floor and renata turns back at her how are my parents i haven't seen them in yeah so she started when she was 12 and she hasn't seen them in a while. And this is classic Renata. It's not about money. It's about more than that. And we find out from this, she says, they've just bought a house, she says casually. And they've, you know, I've found work for your brother and his fiance at the Cultivere. And then, you know, your work has kept them very happy. You should visit them. And she's like, wait, really? Yeah. But first, after the demonstration. And once again, her oh. priorities come first. Oh, Always. my God. My heart. <laughs> and then like, this takes us to 946. Yeah. Like, you know, that I, I would have felt better about Eladad if she was a orphan. <laughs> it's so much worse. Just know, like, right? yeah, let me tell you about how life is going. And their life sounds really swell. And it's because you're my slave. Yep. <laughs> Yep. God. I was going to um, say that, you know, maybe she pays them well, but no, she just has leverage on them. Never never money if she can help it, right? Because money doesn't give you leverage, uh, as we've learned from the expert herself. But yeah, yeah. so at 946, we go straight to the presentation, right? Um, and the announcer introduces Renata to a very happy Peltovian elite society in this crowd and they're clapping and they're ready to hear what she has to say because they're very excited about what her company has. Remember the big thing from her bio was she figured out how to make her brand sexy. It's like an Apple, right? Or a Tesla. It doesn't matter what they sell. They do fanfare so well that people are ready to buy whatever they have coming next. And putting that face on her product, was very important. Like her product needed to have that sexy flair to it because she's a Zonite. And the like, Piltover, Zon, they don't mix like that, especially if you're looking at it from the corporate sense, because why would we buy an inferior Zon product compared to a Hex Tech product from Piltover? Like, we're, and you know, the Zonites are very much different because they frown upon the Pilties always sending the enforcers to them. So she needed to have that sexiness to be able to make the money because the money is in Piltover, not in Zon. Exactly. Um, and she has um, a, a stage presence to her that people want to see. And, you know, before Hetch gets into her speech here, um, the one thing, line that is very important here um, that references Arcane as well is she takes off her mask 
before she does gets his presentation. And it mentions that every breath she takes is painful because the Piltovian air kind of cuts to her throat like glass because she's not used to it. And we know this from Arcane because it's mentioned a bunch about the air quality difference between Zon growing up there and then the top level, right? Um, and like these, these different parts of the story being separated by time actually kind of foreshadows how the end of this story goes because our very first block is the so at 617, uh, Renata mentions that it's like, okay, the gala begins in under two hours and my presentation slot is at precisely 9.05. And she's now presenting at 9.46. So Renata is not happy. No. All right. Because she's been kept waiting for 40 minutes. Like you told me the time we were on schedule. I've been on schedule all day. Uh, but the, all of that is built in going to this presentation so mask off renata comes forward and it's a big thank you to the vasella clan for having me what a treat it is to spend an evening in your beautiful city for many of you chemtech is a scary word an ugly word one of iron and decay what then could a zonite have to offer piltover Glask Industries has shown you time and again that Chemtech doesn't have to be ugly. And tonight, I'm going to show you that it can be beautiful. And with a flick of her wrist, the decanter floats across the stage past the announcer to Renata, and delighted gasps punctuate the murmur of the crowd. And that so that is like her presentation speech, but it's ended with italicized self thought, which is so easily pleased, so <laughs> hopelessly naive. <laughs> and so then we now get uh, Glask Industries decanter, a milestone in the world of healing, alchemist and nursemaid all in one, creating medicine and administering it in the same breath. So now we finally know what this decanter does. Yeah. Um, it floats. So that's cool. Uh, but it also is there to actually combine different ingredients to create medicine and apply the medicine all in one unit. Yeah. So the decanter is going to handle all of that. And so, it's nice to know what it is, but we get her trying to give this presentation and she's interrupted by this announcer who's already pissed her off. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, it's like, you know, he, he's interrupting like, okay, so what does this do? Is it strictly medicinal? And Bernada just gestures. He goes, would our kind announcer be interested in helping with the demonstration? <laughs> And holy cow, the, the super evil CEO vibes are just so good. And just this whole time block. This reminds me of when Elon Musk, everybody should know who he is, unfortunately, um, was giving the pre <laughs> presentation of the Cybertruck. And he wanted to show off the windows, right, and how indestructible they were. And he was going to throw like this heavy ball at it. And then he called over like one of his employees or one of the presenta presentation people to come throw it instead to make sure that he wasn't doing anything funky, right? And you don't say no to Elon. And this guy comes, takes the ball, and then shatters the glass. And he looks at Elon like, oh, shit. It was a moment that was all over the internet for the, the moment for like at that time. But this definitely reminds me of that. It's like you don't say no when Elon Musk tells you to destroy his truck. 
Um, And if it goes bad, you're going to feel very bad and very nervous about the next steps. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, like this is already kind of funny because even in her presentation speech, she's kind of already giving us the view that it's like, yeah, he should be terrified of giving the presentation or because it's like, oh, she said it herself. Kim tech is a scary and ugly word. (laughs) It's like, oh, well, you just said that it's Kim tech. We don't trust Kim tech, but I can't say no to Renata Glask. (laughs) Exactly. And this takes us, yeah, a little bit further to, yeah, I I was going to say it takes us to 1030. So yeah. And 1029. Yeah. 1029. And she's sipping her wine and, you know, yet another potential investor kind of approaches her. She's in this relaxed state. And when Renata's in a relaxed state, that's also very concerning. Um, <laughs> and across the room, she sees the announcer kind of handing out the cards of his own free will in a zombie-like just, state. Wink, just wink, as nod, she nod. suggested. <laughs> yeah, if that's for our people who play the game and know how Renata works. Um that's all based on what happened during the demonstration that we're not told, but you're inferred. And she kind of peers at her pocket and sees what time it is. And she walks over to the balcony to see the phenomenal evening event. Um, and we know what that is from the artwork, which we find out at 1030. And at 1030, I'm just going to read the yeah. opening line verbatim. An explosion lights up the promenade right about where Baron Middenstoke's dance hall is, in fact. Or rather... Where it used to be. Ah, uh, cor- corporate espionage. What a what a peaceful life. <laughs> <laughs> and just, you know, cherry on top is that not only Renata, but no one at the gala cares. Because they see Zahn as beneath them, right? It's not, it doesn't matter. It's not something that requires their attention. So when a tragedy happens there, it's like... Uh, Unfortunately, like a tragedy happening in an underdeveloped country, right? They don't really pay attention to it. Yeah, like it's it's not in Piltover, so who, exactly. who cares? Like it, it doesn't even matter that there are neighbors, and it doesn't even matter that our cities are just intertwined and inseparable from each other. Who cares? Just just another Zonite experiment gone wrong. Yep, that is what they are convinced of, and Renata just takes a sip of her wine, takes in the fireworks, and laughs to herself because it's another day in the life of good old Renata Glask. Yeah, and that puts an end to the story. And this story, you know, just trying to kind of wrap it all up, is so good. We talked about this with, you know, Zary and Renata when they came out because these are two of the newest characters. We wanted to see, you know, we were right on the heels of when they released to talk about them, but we did mention that we wanted to see more, right? To see where they go with these characters because these characters are definitely going to make an appearance at some point in Arcane. We're almost certain of it. And this story is a great example of, once again, Riot's writing um, at this point in time and for them to really show in a smart way um, Renata's character. I mean, this is only three hours. In three hours, you're given a flashback to what we know from the bio. You're being reinforced about her behavior and her her um, patterns. You're getting to see how she deals with people and the people and how they link to her. And then ultimately, you know, this ending is very short and kind of just you know a period on the expon- like on the story. But it she's from Zon. She's like the fact that she's reacting to this and celebrating this moment um, with Piltovians who don't care about where she's from 
is that's a tragic thing um, that, you know, you know, we know how troubled Renata is, even though she's evil in all sense of the word. Um, it's unfortunate. So this this story has an impact um, when you know all that. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, it's also a really good thing to see as well, because most of what we get from like our villainous characters in the world of Runeterra up to this point is much more just like global world domination or a global catastrophe level yeah. kind of evil. You know, you've got like Zarath bringing down all of Sharima. Yeah. Literally to the point where it didn't exist for like all close to millennia. Yeah. Um, and then you've got like Viego bringing on harrowings and ruinations of his own. Like these are like such fantastical stories and they're great stories too, but it's these giant scopes. So it's really refreshing how well Renata's story is done because it's also like tame in comparison to these other stories as and it's really needed for the world of Piltover and Zahn because now we're getting more stories with like Caitlin and Vi and Jinx, which is, you know, more of just following good police work, following a crazed criminal. And now that we've finished our first season of Arcane, like there's going to be a void left behind by Silco. Who better to take that void than Renata? And like, the, I would love to see like the interactions between like Vi and Caitlin, you know, trying like tracking down a completely different criminal and running into Renata. And like Caitlin being like, oh, well, no, I respect Renata because she's a Zonite who pulled herself up by her bootstraps and made it into Piltover while Vi would be like, you don't know shit, Caitlin, yeah. okay? You don't know what she's done to Zahn. Like, so I'm not dealing with her. Like, I would love to see those interactions. And it's so, like, they've done a great job with this story without having it be, you know, Ruination 4.0. Well said. It's, it's going to be an opportunity for them to explore the, you know, ideologies of symbolism versus actual materialism, right? Where, um, you kind of can put together the interactions, but in between that, you have a bunch of other fun stuff going on because most likely Zeri will be there and Echo. So it's that's why we wanted to do this story, kind of to break up the Ordal stuff a bit to get this in here. Um, and we're going to do more soon. Uh, but for now, as always, thanks for listening. And we'll be back soon with the next episode. Hell yeah. Take care, everybody.